Spock, is it time to panic yet? My name's Jonathan, and this is the Snakes Cast, the podcast for people who don't know as much about games as they'd like to know. This week, we're shining the game's spotlight on the Panic series. Castle Panic, Dead Panic, and... wait, Star Trek Panic? Panic would be illogical, Captain. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast. With me once again, Steve Tassie. Hello. Greetings. Okay, we've spent plenty of time on the show talking about cooperative games, but I don't think we've gone into detail on the Panic series. This started in 2009 when Fireside Games published Castle Panic by Justin DeWitt. Castle Panic immediately made its mark as one of the most friendly and accessible co-op games out there. And to this day, I think it kind of stands out in the Snakes and Lattes game library as... Probably the best co-op game to recommend for players who are unsure of their ability to handle this whole board game playing business. Would you agree with that, Steve? Uh, no. No, I wouldn't. Okay. Um, but uh, that's more ideological difference than than uh, saying that you're inaccurate. Okay. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the original uh, Castle Panic. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Perhaps it's that my initial play of it was extraordinarily punishing. Uh, we lost almost immediately. Like, basically, as wow, really? as fast as you can lose is how we lost. Boulders came out immediately, <laughs> uh, destroying our castle from multiple sides. It was, it was just uh, an abject failure. And I find that uh, when there's that sort of challenge or possible total fail... Uh, that our average customer is not too keen on that type of game. So I choose not to recommend it. Uh, mm. And I will go with uh, Forbidden Island as our most user-friendly game. I, I, te- I use Forbidden Island more than Castle Panic, certainly. But I tend to bring that up more for people who see- seem to be up for a challenge. Because in, in my experience, yeah, I, th- I think that the, R- the, the, the random number generator gods... Uh, we're very, very mean to you for that particular game. But generally speaking, Castle Panic is actually one of the more forgiving, more uh, less likely to get you automatically killed type co-op games mm. out there. Especially if you play in full co-op mode. It's, uh, it's, it's a bit unusual in that there's two different ways to play it. You can play it where everybody's on the same side, all working together to protect the castle against the horde. Or you can play it in co-oppetitive mode, where, yes, you're trying to work together to stop the monsters, but at the end, only one of you, the one who collected the most trophies from killing monsters, actually gets appointed captain of the castle guard and wins the game. Folks in the audience, if you're curious about this game, you can actually watch Will Wheaton and his friends playing it and beating it, spoiler, on Will's YouTube show, Tabletop. Just run a search on YouTube for Tabletop Castle Panic, and it's right there. I believe that was in their first season, maybe their second. It was one of the earliest games, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's give this a quick overview now for, for now for the point of, uh, for those who don't actually want to go switch to YouTube and just listen to the podcast. Um, Steve, this game's got a pretty distinctive board. What does it look like? Well, um, it is a square board. However, the action is, uh, circular. Uh, the, the play area is a big circle divided into, uh, several different segments, both by, um, concentric rings. So getting closer and closer to the center, which is where your castle, or in the case of Star Trek Panic, your enterprise is located. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also, uh, separated into six pie pieces. Uh, even uh, wedges. Uh, and so you have six different uh, zones, I think they're called, right. and then uh, three different rings within each zone. Right. And threats move towards you uh, 
through those segments and zones. It's um, the the game kind of feels like a bit like a tower defense game from a computer. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, I believe when it first came out, it was billed as the first tower defense board game. So in the middle of this board, there's this castle, which everybody's trying to protect. And there's this big forest around the outside. The outermost ring is the forest. And that's where the bad guys, the creatures, the orcs, the goblins, the trolls will appear. And they're going to... And don't forget the boulders. Uh, Oh, those boulders. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try not to mention that. Um, And and, then stuff approaches gradually. And you have to play cards to hit these things on their way in in order to stop them from tearing down your walls. So um, what do you do when it's your turn in this game? Uh, in original Castle Panic, uh, I believe you get to trade a card with someone else and play a card, or possibly play play a number yeah, of you, cards. You can play as many as you want, yeah. actually. Um, but what you're trying to do is put your partners into positions where they have cards that they can use when when the cards that you have can't be used, right. uh, and then play any cards that you can use to target monsters that are in. Uh, segments that you've got range on right. and uh, so, try to um, kill them before they reach your walls. Exactly. So you'll have uh, different people in your hand like archers and swordsmen and knights and those concentric rings are labeled that way. So like the outermost ring is the archer ring. If there's a monster in the archer ring, you can play an archer card to hit it. If it's in the knight ring, which is next one closer, you can play a knight card to hit that. If it's in the swordsman ring, which is right outside your walls, you can play swordsmen to hit those. And if like there's a ton of things in the knight ring and you've got a bunch of swordsmen, you want to give those to the next player so that they can use them to yeah. Then there are also some special cards that allow you to rebuild your defenses, like bricking up the walls and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But you need to have, if, if memory serves, you need to have not only brick but also mortar cards yeah. in order to actually one brick plus affect one repairs. Uh, and in Star Trek Panic, that would be one dilithium and one tritanium to mm-hmm. uh, put your shields back up. It sounds to me, uh, I haven't played Star Trek Panic, but I have played the other two games in the series. It sounds to me that Star Trek Panic is much more like the original Castle Panic than Dead Panic is. Dead Panic was a real departure for the series in some ways, and we will definitely want to get into that. But um, the way that you win in most of these games is you wipe out the entire horde. Uh, with having at least some of your castle or your cabin or your ship or whatever it is in the middle still standing. And uh, in the co-op and the competitive and the competitive versions, there will be sort of different victory conditions wet there. These games, generally speaking, have been quite successful. They've really sort of made their mark, despite your distaste for um, <laughs> uh, at least Castle Panic without the expansion set. What would you say makes these games so successful? I think they're fairly simple to grasp. At least Castle Panic is. Dead Panic, uh, as you said, is a departure, and it, it yeah, is we'll go into that. far more complicated. But uh, the original Castle Panic is simple to understand the mechanics. Um, it provides a challenge. Uh, so, you know, it's not a cakewalk, um, even when you don't get completely reamed by boulders uh, <laughs> in the first couple of turns. You're not let go with those boulders, um, so it is the sort of game that you don't feel like you're automatically going to win, uh, and presumably you don't automatically lose every time the way I did. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's if you were playing with, you can only play one card per turn. Then it doesn't surprise me. No, no, we we were playing correctly, just unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, it's it's easy to grasp. The uh, the board is designed uh, very cleanly and clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got summaries on the corners, so you know you don't have to be pulling out the rules every time you have a question. You can see most of the answers. It gives uh, you a really right clear sense of what you should be doing right now. Yeah, there's a clear sense of direction provided, and uh, that that definitely is a strength for it. 
So the original Castle Panic is kind of bare bones, not much going on there, which makes it accessible for new players, but also not as interesting as more veteran types would probably want. Uh, they, they create an expansion set called the Wizard's Tower, which adds more complexity to the game and makes it more of a gamer's type of thing. But in addition to that... Um, let's talk a little bit about Dead Panic. This one came out, it was a follow-up released in 2013, which was, I think that was pretty much peak zombie that year. Like, yeah. Every single board game released in 2013 was about zombies. What did Dead Panic bring to the table that was new? Well, um, it introduced player powers that were absent from the original Castle Panic. So right. you, had, you had a zone. character. Yeah. And it had an ability. The, uh, the construction worker was better at fixing walls. The cop character could shoot a weapon twice in a single turn. Uh, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also introduced more limitations to what you were allowed to do on your turn. It was no longer trade one card and then play as many cards as you want. It was you get to take two actions. And an action could be move or uh, play a card or attack a zombie. Uh, and I think there were one or two other things that you could do. Um, it also added the idea of movement since you, you had a person on the board. Yeah. And it was no longer this sort of abstract, we are wizards in this tower and we're protecting the tower. It was, we are people trapped in a cabin in the woods surrounded by zombies. The cabin has different rooms. Each room looks out onto a different wedge of the board. Uh, and so you have to position yourself to appropriately attack the zombies, not just have the right card with the right range on it. Um, it also added a new victory condition, which was not simply to outlast the bag of monster bits. It was you had to collect three pieces of a ham radio, assemble the radio, call for help, then get your butt into the rescue van uh, and get off the board. Basically, if, if everyone who was still alive gets to the van, the game's over, and everyone who isn't already a zombie wins the game. And you could be turned into a zombie. And yes, so that is another thing that it, that it does that original didn't, and that is uh, if you personally, if your character gets killed, you're now a zombie version of that character, and you pick uh, two out of, I think, six or eight different zombie abilities that you now have as a zombie. So even if a bunch of people get turned into zombies, they may not all be able to do the same thing. So what did you think of Dead Panic? I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it took the core of what Castle Panic was, uh, applied a different theme to it. Now, you know, three years later, we're all kind of burned out on zombies. But at the time, I felt that it was um, a pretty good zombie game for people who were looking for something casual. Um, not as complicated as Last Night on Earth or uh, City of Horror uh, it predates Dead of Winter uh, and um, Zombicide, I think. Mm. Um, so it was it 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 fit a, a niche that was needed, and that was a fairly simple, accessible zombie game that wasn't zombies! Right. Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Which, of course, is very dull. Had some great ideas in it, but lame execution. I had a lot of trouble coming across to Dead Panic. I found that it occupied a sort of an unhappy medium mm. where it was uh, in, the, in, in the bad Goldilocks place, where mm. it was too complex to be accessible for new players, but too simple to be of interest to veterans. Mm. And a lot of our gurus agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did find that it is one of the games that sort of had to babysit a group 
through their first round of play. Right. So it's a quiet night. Yeah. But once can... that was done, uh, it makes sense to most people. There was also uh, a year later in 2014, we had Munchkin Panic. Um, the deal there is that it focuses on the co-oppetitive elements from the original mm-hmm. game, combining cards with your teammates to take down big monsters, looting the bodies, getting treasure, trying to be the one with the most stuff at the end. Um, I don't think I can really be objective about this one. I mean, at least unlike the original Munchkin, it eventually ends. I mean, the horde will run out or the towers will fall and it's over and you can't slow that game down by playing endless cards that say, nope, the game's not over yet. Nope, the game's not over yet. Um, I have not played Munchkin Panic uh, and the main reason for that is the word munchkin. Yeah, it's it's kind of unfortunate. Don't I, take I know word. I know a lot of people li- love oh, yeah. the munchkin game. It's extremely successful, mm-hmm. very popular. Lots of people think it's a blast. Um in my personal opinion, it's 20 minutes of fun packed into an hour and a half long game. Mm-hmm. Uh so there there is fun to be had. It's just not worth the parts of the game that are not fun. I actually am kind of curious to try and see how much of that kernel of fun from Munchkin, they can manage to bring to mm. a different medium that might actually be better suited to that idea. Yeah, it, it might work for all I know. It's just anything with the Munchkin label, I avoid. Yeah. And now finally, we come to the reason I really wanted to do this episode, Star Trek Panic. Are you excited, Steve? I am very interested in this. I, I do like Star Trek. Did you and, watch the original series? Like with, uh, uh, you know, Shatner and... Yeah, Jimmy I don't White? believe I've seen every episode, but because uh, it seems to me that every time I turn on the TV and it is original series, it's one of the same four episodes I've seen <laughs> over and over again, but... Uh, okay, so Star Trek Panic is the Castle Panic idea with, you, with your thing in the middle. In this case, it's a awesome little cardboard... Starship Enterprise here. Not that little. It looks like it's about six or eight inches long. It is, uh, and it's on this uh, sort of hexagonal base which rotates, so you can turn it to face or face away from whichever enemies you're going to be firing at. It's got the same concentric rings and divided into wedges where there's Romulans and Klingons and Tholians are going to be coming at you from all these different directions. Not Tholians! Of course there's Tholians! Come on, look at it, check it out! (laughs) The Tholians don't just... um, they never board your ship, unlike the other ones. Instead, they wrap a web around the Enterprise. So if they get in close, you can't maneuver and you can't turn and you can't uh, go to full impulse, which makes everything that's in front of you come closer. An ion storm. Oh, it's okay. So I'm sorry. This Temporal comes, distortions. I know. Oh. And and it gets look, look mission cards, mission cards. So uh, beyond just dealing with this horde of ships that's coming at you from all directions, you're also just gonna have these crazy random missions coming at you. Like Khan shows up on the ship. Khan, he's actually there, and Khan's a jerk. You hate him, but you know. He's Ricardo Montalban, so it's you're kind of happy that he's there anyway. Um, you've got Tribbles, you've got you know Day of the Dove. We have to make peace with the Klingons. You've got all these missions. There's always one that you're having to deal with right now, in addition to all the enemies that are trying to blow you up. And uh, whenever you accomplish a mission, you score a point. If you manage to accomplish five missions and then clear the board of any remaining enemies who are still out there, you win the game. Uh, the thing is, though, that there's going to be a lot oh, of enemies. They're going to be approaching from all angles. I'm a little disappointed. I've looked through all the mission cards. I don't see a Kobayashi Maru. That's uh... no. This is the Kobayashi Maru, Steve. <laughs> this is it. This is happening. In none of those episodes did you have like five ships blasting at the Enterprise <laughs> all the time while you're trying to do the Corbomate maneuver or while you are trying to bring the space hippies to Space Eden. <laughs> um, none of these things are ever an issue. So this is this this crazy bizarre mashup of a lot of the silliest plots and the most tense plots from Star Trek 
taking place in the middle of a panicking, camera-shaking, people-falling-out-of-their-chairs type scene. Um, you're firing phasers. and the, the They never guns. installed seatbelts. They never did. And uh, that, apparently that's a technology that wasn't available at that time. Uh, they haven't even gotten around to that by next gen. Yeah. Lost to the dark ages of human history. There we go. The seatbelt. But yeah, and, and there, there are a lot of things to love about this. Firstly, you get to be an actual character from Star Trek. You get to be Spock. You get to be Uhura. You know? They all have a unique ability that's cool and that makes sense for that character to be able to do. Um, the fact that you're doing missions gives it more than a sense of just combat. Oh my. Yep. You can be Sulu. You absolutely can be Sulu, and Sulu's better at maneuvering the Enterprise than anybody else. So if you mm-hmm. really need to dock at that Starbase to repair, Sulu can get you there faster than anybody else. Um, you know, you've got shields that are hard to rebuild. Oh, red shirts. Red shirts. My God, you're going to love these guys. Security teams. Um, <laughs> they're the only kind of card that you can play when it's not your turn. Yeah. So whenever the Enterprise gets boarded by Klingons or whatever, and a huge amount of damage is going to be done to the ship, it's like, throw red shirts at them, throw red shirts at them. Okay, it's <laughs> fine, we're fine, we're fine. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, uh, it's just so silly and so bright and so old-fashioned Star Trek. I mean, I could imagine this game doing quite well on the shelves of Kmart back in the 70s. Yeah. And uh, and yet it's still really wonderful, silly fun today. It would have been a plastic model of the Enterprise. Though. Most likely, yes. <laughs> so we're going to have this in the library, right, Steve? Right? We're totally going to open this up for both college and annex. They're both libraries. They're going to have a copy of Star Trek Panic, and I'm going to get to teach it to lots of people, and it's going to be huge fun. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome, right? Right, Steve? Right? Yeah? There is a good chance, yeah. <laughs> See, I was all priming myself for you saying, uh, no, Jonathan, There's that cardboard enterprise is going to get destroyed within like five minutes, so forget uh, it. It's not happening. That is that And, is and then, then my dreams would all be crushed. However, uh, in our experience with um, Colt Express, the mm-hmm. cardboard-constructed trains with uh, a little application of some crazy glue, they have done very well. Hmm. Um, survival wise, I'm more worried about losing the damage pieces, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, th- I think that this would probably be a fit. Um, that is the shocking surprise ending to this episode. <laughs> I was not expecting to hear that. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Okay, that's all for this week. If you've got a topic you'd like us to get into, tweet it to us at SnakesCast or post it on the Snakes and Lattes Facebook page. Steve, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. Live long and prosper. <laughs> the SnakesCast is produced by P.T. Douglas. Music is provided by Ben Sound. The opinions expressed on the show belong to the people in it and not the company behind it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Game on. Game on.